Hey, Magneto, what are you doing? I'm wearing white to compliment Charles. Hey, Magneto, what are you doing? I'm taking this wrench and turning it into a dildo. Hey, Magneto, what are you doing? I'm trapped in this bubble by Susan Richards. Hey, hey Magneto, what are you doing? I'm hiding in the bushes looking at Rogue and Gambit have sex. Hey, Magneto, what are you doing? I'm looking at Doop and wondering why. Hey, Magneto, what are you doing? I'm sitting alone on Krakoa and I'm wondering, is this all there is or do I need to take it all over? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comic Book Queer's Legacy, episode 123. I am your host, Brett, and that was... Well, I don't quite know what that was. Maybe you could answer what that was, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hi. That's uh, called Two People That Took Improv Classes. And That's called Two X-Men. People <laughs> Who Haven't Improvised in a Long Time, Trying to Remember Their Favorite Warm-Ups. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in at this live hour. Um, We're going to talk about comic books. Um, But Evil Jeff, first, I'd like to get into some hot topics. So I ask you, what are you going to pick? pick? Hot Hot topics. topics. Um, Woo. I think... um, I think one thing we should just bring up is just oh current events. Yeah. Um, coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. I think that's I've a hot topic tra- right now. I think that's a hot topic. Um, I've, I'm traveling. I'm in D.C. Ugh. right now recording this episode. I just took the train for three hours. Flights are cheap, though, right now. I'll tell you that much. I'm, I mean, I'm saying I know Italy has quarantined 16 million people, but I might go. <laughs> there's a someone posted a meme of like like from tom holland from spider-man in the airplane and like popping his head up it was like that face you make on your eight dollar round trip flight to italy when someone sneezes <laughs> <laughs> and it's tom holland like poking his head i'm like what <laughs> i'm trying to go to italy here oh he's looking to see if um that grown-up dude is sitting next to zendaya i remember the scene anyway um yeah it seems like this is this is uh the end of the world. Yeah, and you know, overhyped. But, but people um, really need their toilet paper. Um, yeah, went grocery shopping, and I got like one of the last just rolls of toilet paper. Not because I'm hoarding, um, just because I'm buying a normal amount of toilet paper. I guess I don't understand why toilet paper. No, just get a bidet. I have a bidet. <gasps> I don't and, think a bidet cleans you all the way. Like it, you'd have to, you'd have to use your hand. I don't. You I, need, I you think need we need something to dry paper. off, but it reduces your toilet paper consumption by a lot. So I'm just saying, everybody invest in a bidet rather than hoarding toilet paper. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> are you um, okay? But I yeah, do think. But on. I do think this. How is this? But this is going to affect things. This could affect movies. Marvel movies might be put on hold. Well, South by Southwest has already been canceled. South by Southwest Comic Cons could be canceled. Oh, my God. If I don't get to go to a con this year, I didn't get to go to C2E2 because I was at work. If I don't get to go to a con this year, I'm going to flip out. I'm supposed to go see Kelly Clarkson in Vegas next month. Oh, that should be canceled. How dare you? (laughs) Kelly Clarkson is a gem. She's a talk show host. (laughs) Why is that a bad thing? I'm just jealous. Anyway, it's just weird when when the events in the real world are happening and progressing as if we are in a comic book. Seriously. Pandemics. Zombie apocalypses and whatnot. I feel like I'm in one where I'm waiting for the title above to be like six months later. <laughs> like, put on the hazmat <laughs> and we're scarred. suit. 
Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We have no hair, one eye. Um, <laughs> where is that Krakoan medicine? Am I right? I know, oh, right? That was real. Because that's the other thing. Are we just going to pretend that this isn't happening? If this changes the whole entire world permanently, is it going to be addressed in the X-Men? That's all I care about. <laughs> X-Men is always the first thing to address real life issues. Yes. All right. Anyway, we'll talk about X-Men in a little bit. Um, I've got a real hot topic, not nearly as hot as the global pandemic, but the real hot topic in our lives, Evil Jeff, is that we have to say goodbye to a beloved television show. Yeah. Oh, so sad. I weep. I weep. Maybe happy for people that were sick of us talking about it. Yeah. But, um, Maybe for the people who skip those particular 10, 15 minutes in our episodes, The Magicians has been canceled. So this season will be the last. And I'm I'm only concerned that um, they've already shot it and filmed it. And so they might do some crazy cliffhanger. And then we'll never know. So I am I scared about read, that. But I read the showrunner say, Sarah Gamble, um, Sarah Gamble, I read her say that this is a true series finale, that they address several dangling plot threads, tie them up. Give closure. Good. And that is all. Uh, because do you And they've remember, already Do you remember Models Inc? <laughs> <laughs> Models Inc. from nineteen ninety four. It's infamous. It's infamous. It was a spin-off from Melrose Place. Yeah. And it ended with someone being shot at a wedding. And it like you heard the gunshot, but the it like it but the camera like went black, so you didn't know who was killed. And then they canceled it. So you just never has, knew. Has there ever been a show creator that came out and said, either we don't know, we were gonna make it up that summer, or we always intended it to be this character? Like was there ever You know what? I think insight? I don't think anyone gave enough of a shit in the end. To really, to really push forward, and maybe we should dig up. I want to. I want to. Maybe find, you and I should get on the case. We should get on the case and be like, who was supposed to be murdered in Models Inc.? I just remembered the best moment I had is it. The news came out, and then this girl, like I was in college, and so this girl, like, is like, oh my god. The season finale of Models, Inc. is so crazy. I'm just like, I can't wait for the new season to start up. So it was like fall. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, I need to know who was killed. I'm like, girl, that was canceled. And she... And she (laughs) fell apart. She fell apart in my 2D drawing class. And she was like, what? (laughs) Before the internet, folks. She was like, what? Oh, my God. She trashed the art studio. Is that what you said to her? (laughs) Yes incredible anyway um, well, i'm glad but i am sad yeah, but it I'm is sad. hard do you now i wonder it's like, hard do you think have the 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 um where the ratings go bad since quentin left i don't think so i don't think what, people I don't are think gonna be like jason like, paul's not on it i'm yeah. not watching oh yeah no one gives a shit about him <laughs> if ellie and margo left i'd stop watching maybe i know right uh, but we're going to talk about, we're going to get caught up on the magicians later. We will. But first, cue the music. Mm, get your inhalers, everybody. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're holding in our breath because we're on a public subway and we're scared of coronavirus. Oh. Yeah, waiting to exhale. That's right. Every week, Brett and I, we discuss the ongoing world of the X-Men. Because it's a very very complicated place. I'll tell you that much. Growing more complicated by the issue. And uh, we have two to talk about this week. We got- Our two favorites. An Excalibur and a Marauders. Excalibur and Marauders, let's my favorite dawn of Xbox. Talk about Excalibur first, shall we? Yeah, let's do that because a lot of queer shit went down. Can I just say who called that last Excalibur issue that we talked about? Who called it? Yeah, what? I was like Richter Cullen? and Cullen. I was like Cullen is gay. Richter is gay. Let's um, do this. 
Yeah, if you have two gay characters, they're going to have to make out. And they did. And the other thing I also would like to point out is that um, I'm surprised. I'm wondering if anyone's going to get angry about the bi erasure of Richter. Because he now basically admitted and said he was full on gay and now no longer says he's bisexual. Well, I think all of that is actually moot because I go to the line where... Cullen was like, look, I'm sick of all us homosexuals with powers acting like we're not keeping tabs on one another. And Richter says, what a human way of looking at it. So I hold that Hickman is changing mutant sexuality. I've said this before. Oh, where everybody's poly. Gay, bi, it's all, none of it matters. I think in addition to how on Krakoa they have the crucible, um, they also have um, the what's another what's another play? Maybe it's a musical like the Gypsy <laughs> Rose Lee, and Gypsy. that is a, <laughs> and that is a separate thing. Where basically it's like if you're straight, you have to go and make out with a dude if you're gonna stay on Krakoa. Like you have to sh- you have to prove your polyamory. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a chorus line. <laughs> a chorus line. Okay, I like there's that. the crucible, and then there's the chorus line. Yeah, and then they'll be then they and then you have to if you're super straight, you have to like do a dance Suck number Wolverine's to at the ballet. Pecs. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, but I love it. I also just love Richter now with this like druid vibe thing going on. Yeah, but don't you think that that bothers Gambit? Because I feel like the apocalypse was indirectly, directly related to Richter kind of becoming this druidish but earth no, child. Bothers, and but Gambit's like, look what he did to you. But no, Gambit's like that with everyone. Because oh. Apocalypse has had his fingers in, in everyone on Excalibur. <laughs> true. But I think it's for everyone. Like with Jubilee, he's kind of the the one that's like behind that kind of started like her son becoming a dragon. Like he's the one that kind of rogue absorbed his powers and is all fucked up. Like, and he, he's the one that kind of helped direct Betsy to becoming Captain, but like, he's kind of like influencing everyone. So Gambit, I think Gambit is on this team, not only to like, because of his wife, but to keep tabs on apocalypse because he still doesn't trust him. But also Gambit's on this team because apocalypse has manipulated events for Gambit to be on this team. Yes. And Gambit knows that, and it makes him double mad. The thing Basically, I- Apocalypse has had his fingers in Gambit's butt when he gave him those fart powers as the Horseman Death. And it, this episode, episode, this issue was very weird, though, where it was like, oh, Colin is like, I'm going to hunt the mutants while you hunt the werewolves. And then they're like using their powers. And then he's like, all right, stop, 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 stop. Let's just have some brunch. <laughs> and I was like, what <laughs> is going on? It's so gay. Stop it. Okay, stop it. Stop it. We're all hysterical. Stop it. But that's the thing. Is just he, his character has literally done a full 180. He was so like weird. an emo, like an emo depressed, like, yeah. oh my God, he's like, I guess I like dick. And now he's like, oh my God, let's have some tea. Oh, goodness. Like... <laughs> I love the visuals of when he becomes the monster of the monster kind of forming around him. And then he takes it to the point that it goes so far that he's like, he's the monster's tongue. Ooh, I loved those visuals. Yeah. Um, anyway, these poor war wolves are just, just getting murdered left and right. Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't care because they scarred me so much in my youth. I was so terrified of them. Yeah. But that's the funny thing is that Richter overhears that he's the Cullen is like on the side of what's it, uh, Alibaba, Akaba, what is it? The, yeah, Akaba, Akaba, mm-hmm. and he. But then Cullen is like, "Hey, let's fucking make out." Let's and then make Richter out, he gets a little bit of kissy kissy in there, but then he's like, "I gotta go." Goes straight to go. Betsy, and he's like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." And Betsy's kind of like being dumb, which was kind of weird. She's like, mm, "It's all fine," and he's it's like, fine. "No, let's, let's be British. Let's, let's be proper. Fucking leave right now. Let's be polite." She, she's like, "Fine." So they just hurry up and kill the last of the werewolves. Um, Rogue puts on one of the werewolves like skin which she's rogue is the bet rogue is having the most fun in this book <laughs> i love her 
She's like, I could just become a werewolf, right? Yeah. Put the skin on. Then they have like a final battle. And here's what I don't understand. Um, They collect all the skulls. They defeat Cullen. But then there's a baby werewolf. Why why do they keep him alive? I don't understand this whole thing of like, and I will bring this up again in a later book that we're going to talk about, Strike Force, of like, oh, we're going to kill this whole other species because they're a danger to mankind. But then in one moment, they're like, oh, we don't kill. We shouldn't kill you. You're nice. And you're like, well, you were just doing special genocide a moment ago. Yeah. Hey, our hearts are fickle. But why do they let that one that that one live? Because he's why? cute. This is cute, and cute things have that effect on us. That's like pee. That's some pee. It's baby Yoda. It's baby Yoda. I just hate how people only care about cute animals dying. That's right. Now that oh, a dog has the coronavirus, so now we're going to get a vaccine. (laughs) I think we skipped the most important part. Well, we haven't gotten to one yet, but we did skip. To me, what was the most important part? Betsy putting on that nightgown. Uh, which is so British and she never gets to do that. She never got to do this like sexy, slutty ninja Psylocke. She would never get away with that, but now she can do it again. And that's great. She has her British hood back. I love second. If they're in the bloodstone manner and she found that I'm tempted to say that that's Elsa bloodstones nightgown, (laughs) which makes me love it even more. (laughs) Um, I do like the fact that they did bring up, she's like, oh, you were a student at Braddock Academy. Like, I do like that. I love that. We are following it all up. And it's like, even though you now act completely different, but whatever. Um, Yeah, this one was fun. It's interesting of like where it ends with Rachel being put in charge of the werewolf. First of all, when I said some queer shit happens in this book, I didn't just mean Cullen and Richter. There's what? some heat between Betsy and Rachel. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. From what? Mm-hmm. From the way they're what? looking at each other. Oh, oh baby please. and cute. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you are you are looking a little too far mm, into that. They're all fucking. If Betsy starts dating Rachel, I will slit my throat. No, I was already angry. No, when Rachel's Nightcrawler- not going to be in this book. No, I know. Ugh. All right. No, because she's going to have something with Pete Wisdom. I love it. I hope so. But then does this mean the Warwolf is going to be in the new X Factor? Who's writing the new X Factor? Oh, Leah Williams. Why are you yelling at me? Because we've said this five times. I think I can remember if Leah Thompson oh is writing God. it. I assumed it was Leah yes. Thompson. But I didn't know if it was Leah or if it was Thompson. It's Leah. <laughs> Leah, I have no idea. Anyway. Um, I hope a baby werewolf is in fucking X Factor. Good. And make him gay. Make him make gay. Him, make them all gay. Speaking They're of all gay. Fucking gay. Okay. Marauders. 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 We're still pirates. Um, what gay stuff happened in that? Nothing really. It's just a gay book. Because <laughs> Iceman is not in it. But this one, it's kind of funny where it's like they set it up so beautifully to uh, the part where. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, like, as soon as you see, like, Pyro leaving with Jean Grey on a Phoenix, what is that? Is that a Trans Am? Like, what kind of car is that? Sure. We'll go with that. Corvette. A Corvette. Like, and she's just like, hey, baby, let's go on a ride. You're like, oh, none of this is real. (laughs) And so (laughs) the thing I don't understand is why... Why is there like a play? (laughs) It's it's all psychic. It's like, it's such great depiction of the layers. Like Emma is doing some inception type, like illusions upon illusions upon illusions. Like she's deep in there. Okay. So when Bishop goes to talk to her and they're like, it's actually Emma orchestrating the illusion. 
But is that real or are they in like no, a mind No, no, it's thing? it's like a psychic depiction of Emma orchestrating the illusion. She's cold in the theater because she's actually sitting outside on the mountain. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, I think that's hilarious. It's so It's hilarious. hilarious. That she, it's just such a funny depiction of Emma orchestrating, directing an illusion yeah. inside two minds. <laughs> it's, it's so great. But then it's so funny because he's like, I got an idea. And she's like, oh, yeah. Very clever. And then what follows is insanity. <laughs> Just insanity. And even though you know, like, oh, none of this is real, I still <laughs> was horrified. It's nuts. It's nuts. Because what's the character's name that's inside of him? Wasp? Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket explodes, py- enlarges, and just explodes Pyro. And then shoots Emma in the head. In the face. In the face and just murders her. <laughs> like, it's just, like, so jarring. <laughs> it's so fucking jarring. Because a second I was like, oh, yeah, they can be resurrected. Oh, wait a minute. None of this. This is all just in his head. And it's it's not just Emma. Then it's revealed that it's the cuckoos as well who are helping with this like multi-layered illusion on yellow jacket. Yeah. And then Magneto just pulls him out of pyro. (laughs) Just pulls him right out. Ah, so good. So good. It's great to see the cuckoos, but it's pretty clear to me that they're pretty much Magneto loyal. They're pretty much Magneto's girls. Yeah. That's, that's, crazy in that remember esme's and magneto's relationship yeah. in morrison's run of course i'm sorry zorn's relationship oh that's right because that wasn't magneto <laughs> jesus oh never mind but is esme the one in black i think so it is weird a lot of times they do just show three of them when technically all five of them are there yeah yeah, well, it's, it's a terrible strain on the artist's wrist to have all five cuckoos. Oh, to draw another cuckoo. Oh, God. So they end up, so the poor Yellow yellow Jacket thinks that he's killed everyone and is now back off to Verendi. None the wiser that he, it was all just a, an illusion. Meanwhile, Verendi is having an, a lovely lunch on Madripoor. When Emma and Pyro show up. Oh my god. This is this was some full dynasty Ale- like Alexis Carrington. Yes, yes, yes. Like if Alexis Carrington had psychic powers, like this is what she It would, would absolutely be do. this. Cause then this stupid what's the name of the the bitch who's now the the president of Madripoor, I guess. Isn't that what she is she the president? Oh, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But they show up all super creepy and they just set, <laughs> they just set all of these teenagers on fire. They make them think they're on fire, but. And then it's her, well, it's, but they're not even really there. It's all just a psychic illusion. And, and she says, uh, he's like, ha ha, burn you tiny hate goblins. <laughs> And then she goes, oh my God, this is on, this is the only volley I'll shoot across your bow. I mean, it's like they're fucking with Emma fucking Frost. What do you expect? My thing is, is aren't you just ex- like, do, does she? The thing is, is they're not clearly Bishop. They're, they're the, 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 the writers of this are holding back that Bishop has clearly told Emma about Oh, the vines. The, the vines. So I think they know Sebastian did this, right? Absolutely. I think Bishop, do you think only Bishop and Emma know, or do you think they've told everybody? I think I think only Bishop and Emma know. I mean, I, this is a belief. I have yeah. no proof. But I, I, knowing what I know about them, my algorithm says they kept it a secret. I think they kept it a secret, and they're, maybe they would tell Storm, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're going to... Like, oh, the, the, whatever, you know, I'm just predicting it now. 
cut to I don't know if it's going to be a month, two months when we're reading the issue when Kate comes back and Sebastian gets his comeuppance delivered by Emma Frost. Oh, revenge is a dish best served. I know. I just like Frosty. You you can't eliminate Shaw. You got to have Shaw. I mean, it would be like killing the Joker. Like, it's just like, why would you do that? Like, you need this person around to cause trouble and be the foil and be the villain. I think, I don't know. What, what are they going to do to him? Are they going to, like, cut off a finger? <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, cutting fingers. Can't that wait. reminds me of the magicians. Anyway, we'll get to that. <gasps> That's right. Okay. Anyway, then we cut to the five. And this is kind of the first time we've seen the five all together. Yeah. I think since House of X. Yeah. We've and, only seen um, Egg. And it's my worst fears. They can't, they can't make Kitty's egg viable. Yeah. And poor Emma is like, um, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> like, she's <laughs> like, this is not acceptable. <laughs> oh, poor Emma. <laughs> So and then we cut to Lockheed. Kitty, yeah, but Lockheed is like flying back. And uh, and then what else is going on in this? Um, nothing, because that's the end. Oh, the oh yeah, that is. That is the end. Yeah. Um, uh, so Cable comes out next week. And I Uh-oh. could not care less maybe it's your favorite book you keep saying that it's about a 50 50 shot at this point (laughs) um i do like the cover fine but then x-men 8 comes out and what was do you remember what my complaint about these x books the x-men books are too many villains yeah and guess what the next issue is about is it Going into any of the six villains that have already been established in that book? No, it's the Brood. Yeah, let's add more. Um, Is this the Scott Summers family vacation? I don't know. I think I so. Know. I hope so. I hope this is the Scott Summers family vacation and they meet the Brood. I love it. Fine. I just want horticulture back, truthfully. <laughs> no, I wish... X-Men was just, every issue was just a continuation of an ongoing conversation between Horticulture, Emma Frost, Sebastian Shaw, and Scott Severs. <laughs> oh, the Golden Girls. Okay. Well, that's all the X-Men books this time. Are there more? No, there's only two. A lot of times there's like a million of them. Oh. Well, then let's move on to other comic books. What other Marvel comics have you read this week, Brett? What have you read for me? Or read lately? in the past? <laughs> Get it! There we go. Yay! Oh. Yeah. Um, or if there's anything coming up, is there anything you feel you want to discuss from the past probably four weeks since we haven't? No. No, I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of books this week. I'm good. Okay. Um, I just thought I'd throw it out there in case anything uh, came up. I will say this. I still want to talk about The Runaways, but I really want you to get caught up on that. I have to get caught up. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing through. I'm, I'm going to buy book three very soon. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about a, a brand new book. Okay. A brand new number one. We are number one. Which one? New cast of characters. Are you talking about Strange Academy? It's gorgeous. I love it. Strange Academy. Isn't it weird that has this artist done other things? Are you serious? Yes. What else has he done? Spider Man. Oh, okay. It's just like cute Humberto Ramos. I just I never thought about how much his stuff reminds me of Scotty Young. Right. Until, until Scotty Young was writing it. Until Scotty Young was writing it. And suddenly I was like, wait, is he drawing this? And then I'm like, no. Yeah. It's just I never like put their stuff how yeah. similar their art is. Yeah. No, Humberto Ramos is a 
he's a prolific comic book drawer. Um, but you know, Scotty Young and his style are reminiscent of one another. Yeah. Did Scotty and I guess Scotty Young didn't draw any of the pages? I mean, like, there's a there's a fight against a tree monster. At that point, I was like, oh, certainly Scotty Young has drawn this page, but I don't think so. I wonder if he drew the like character designs or something like that. I don't know. I think he would probably. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. He probably couldn't help himself. Oh, can we? What? I miss his run in uh, Young X Men. Not it was then. It was I guess it was still New X Men at that yeah. point. I love that whole where they brought Alana Rasputin back. When Pixie, uh, yeah, yeah, when Pixie it was went dark. So good. So good. Oh, I love the drawings of that. Oh, so uh, oh, so. He good. sure could draw an Anoli and a Pixie. Oh. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and who knew he can write? I loved the. I loved well, the I did because I read. Uh, Advent, was it Fairy Tale Land? Oh His image yes. Image comic. So. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> He's great, and I think this was handled very smartly. Uh, he kind of was like, I'm going to hone in on one character. And actually, this really did remind me of, of New X-Men. Yeah. New X-Men did the very same thing where kind of, oh, here's this one girl. It was, it was the, um, Wind Dancer. Wind right? Dancer. And he look at, and here's her. And then as the other characters slowly get introduced, then it becomes the ensemble. So let's talk about... Uh, Let's just, before we get into, do you want to talk about the faculty? Because there's a whole other issue. Or do we want to talk about the students? Let's talk about the students. Okay. Um, I do find it interesting. I did, I will say, I wished there was one mutant-based magician. Because I have a bias for X-Men. Well, we get the limbo character. That's close. That is, that is, yes, I guess that would be the closest to it, which is weird because then Ilana tortures like limbo demons. So then I'm like, does she hate, does she hate Ilana Rasputin? There's a lot of people around um, that I'm questioning whether or not they should be near Ilana Rasputin. Uh, yeah. Despair, our student from limbo is one of them who we call Desi, which Desi, I love. So I love great. it because- they drop the name Desi first, and then later you meet her, and you realize that Desi is short for despair. Mwah. It's great. It's great. Um, and then Scarlet Witch is the other, but we'll get to that later. Okay, so basically she... Uh, just what? How would you describe, like, what is her powers based on? Like, she's she's pulling... Is it pulling from... You're talking about the main character? Yeah, what's her name yeah, again? Yeah, so let's... Uh, Emily Bright. Emily Bright, is, is it more like she pulls, like, the life force? It deals with the life force of things? Because she's also, like, shooting laser beams and stuff. So I, yeah. a lot of people, their their powers seemed very based in something. And hers, I, I still was a little unsure of how hers let's call worked. It, let's call it energy magic. Energy magic. Okay, I like that. Sure. Okay. Um, I will say I do hate that... Um, that uh, the, the people coming to bring her to the school show up right as she casts a spell wrong and saves her right in the nick of time. It's a little well, we convenient. got to get to meeting everybody. So we got to, we got to move. <laughs> let's, let's move it, move it, move it. We got to move it. Yeah. Okay. So she shows, so basically they're like, you need now. Okay. So the, what's the, the woman, she's a Dr. Strange character. right? Zelma has been in the Dr. Strange books for quite a while. Yeah. She's kind of like his live in assistant. Now, does she just study magic? Keep, she's the she studies magic. She's the keeper of all the books, like the sacred texts and whatnot. Where's uh? So she kind of has the same type of powers that Strange and uh, what's his name? What's the Asian guy's name? Wong. Um, Wong. she's like a very sure. Yeah, she okay. just she actually seems very much like an Alice Quinn from Magicians. Okay, love it. Anyway, she tells her parents, like, hey, it's, it's the thing you do to all magic kids or kids with powers. Like, hey, she's going to hurt herself, or but we can help her. And they're like, all right, fine. Emily Bright's dad is pretty sexy, first of all. He's hot. Right? No, I agree. I agree. 
So we meet more students. We meet um, Shaley Moonpetal, who is Pixie. <laughs> I will say it's a little too much of Pixie. It's literally Pixie from New X-Men. It's but literally like, Pixie from It totally X-Men. is. But I like that they're, they hail, all the students hail from different Marvel places. So she says she's from Otherworld. Yeah. And I like that they're in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, I love Home that because it reminds me of American Horror Story Coven. Yeah. Ugh, don't, and you just ruined it. Anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> wait, ta- wait, quick tangent. So we know that season 10 American Horror Story, do you know who they just hired? Macaulay Culkin. Yes. So do you think it's a home invasion season? I hope so. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be amazing. <laughs> Except I already know that'll end terribly like every single True. one. Did you wa- did you like the end of 1984? I hardly remember it. Oh, see, see, there you go. Yeah, I, it was Did everybody thing. die? They were all ghosts and they lived forever on the camp. Is that what the twist was? No. Well, they all got murdered and then they all like lived as ghosts at that camp. So the nobody twist, lived. Nobody lived. I think Emma Roberts lived. Ugh. Yeah. Great. Okay. We're going to stop talking about that. So uh, we got a fairy. We got energy magic. We got some Asgardians. We got two. Hot, like, they're like, they're hot like man Asgardian twins. Somebody calls them the Man Bun Brothers. <laughs> the Man Bun Brothers. I love them because it's like they're the like the they're in a way kind of the Hellion. The Hel- Hellion yes. character. Yes, I, I yes. do feel like these are just so... Like pulling from, I mean, although I guess the new X Men kind of pulled that from other things too. Um, so is this Loki's son? Is a frost giant? Um, is that Loki's son? No, I think that's a girl. Is that a girl? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And no, but it's one of Loki's people. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm king of the frost giants. So okay. here's a frost giant. And then there's Dorm, but it's Dormammu. Guslaug. I don't know. I want to say it's a girl. I would like it to be a girl. Sure. I don't know. She's too big to kind of participate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that sounded very. Uh, oh my! I don't even want to. Like, yeah, that sounded like I like that. against. We're not exploring that at overweight all. people. Um, then there's uh, Preppy uh, Dormammu. Oh my god, his <laughs> name's Dormammu. Doyle. I know, I love how his like po- collars pop. Like he's a polo with the collar popped, like he's trying to be yes. cool. But he's got a Dormammu firehead. Oh, I love him. Okay, now here, now the in the so and then they're like, and then all these other people, which and then the other people, to, which we'll get Dead. to them in a second. But it looks like um, they're all being separated into. Um, they all have to like share rooms with each other, but the two brothers, the two Asgardian brothers are not going to share a room together. They get separated. They get separated. And of course, one of them has to, like the more saucy one has to share it with Dormammu and they hate with each Doyle other. Doyle Dormammu and they hate each other. Now, you know, they're going to wind up being lovers. That, exactly. That is, I'm sure they're probably just going to be like, it's going to be more bromancy. But I would oh, kill no, it. Totally. I would be kill like a it. Sam and Roberto. Yeah, but I would kill for them to fall in love. <laughs> it would be great. It would be like um, the fencing comic. Yeah, which can can that what can we get another fence? Can we get another one of that, please? We may have one here with Strange Academy. <laughs> Anyway, um, no, I mean, continue the actual story of Fence. They said they were going to do another oh. graphic novel soon. Whatever. Um, the other Asgardian brother is with some, like, foster kid. Calvin. Who has a magic jacket? Has he ever... He seems... I don't know who this kid is. Well, all, aren't all these characters new? Uh, I think so. So he has just a magic jacket, which is just... I would hate it if... If my powers weren't from me, if it was just like, oh, someone else borrowed my jacket. you. Oh, maybe the jacket chose him. Well, all I know is that in 10 years, it's going to be highly out of fashion. So he's in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's also, who's this swamp kid? The swamp kid and the German kid? The swamp kid is, what's his background again? I don't know, but he looks like he's made of ice, but I don't think he is. 
Oh, they said he's from something. Um, oh, he's from Weird World. He's oh, from yeah. the what's, swamps. What's, what's Weird? His World? name is Toph. Weird World was a um, Secret Wars book, and then they made it an actual book for a little while afterwards. It's kind of like they invented a new Savage Land. Oh, all right. And then there's the German kid who kind of has control controls animals or something. Hmm. Um, and then there's this other girl who's rooming with uh, Desi. Desi. And she, Desi's all like, I know your secret. It's okay. And she's like, what secret? What secret? What? She's like, I, I get it. I won't tell she's anyone. She's like, listen, it's, yeah, I can't what do you think tell her people. It's is? my curse. What do you think her secret is? Um, she's, I'd say she's possessed by an evil spirit. Okay. Do you think she even knows or she totally knows? She totally knows. Or maybe it's something that she was like, she's trans and she's trying not to tell anyone. I would love it. Um, and then we get to Dr. Voodoo seems like the headmaster. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. And uh, which I'm all down for. And then there's a rotating faculty, which is where we get to problematic problems. Something very problematic, especially since, very problematic happening here, especially because it was just addressed in a book. The X-Men have listed as one of their greatest enemies, um, one Scarlet Witch. So in this comic, we have standing next to each other, Scarlet Witch and magic. So an like, X-Man and, and Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch is not just one of their enemies. She's satan in yeah. like she's what we've the great satan pretender to be great pretender pretender pretender, pretender pretender yeah so that needs to be addressed like and they're they, like hey they what's need up to address it hey what's up bitch even if they address it where she's like i don't give a shit I, like and then, or I would love it in the X Men. They're like, um, is it true that you're talking with the great pretender? You're teaching with the great pretender, and Magic's like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> like, I don't mind something like that. I just wanted that would to be, be amazing. addressed. I want it to be addressed. Um, but I like it. Nico, um, Hellstrom, Scarlet Witch, Magic, Shaman. Um, who love should, it. Shaman's daughter, Talisman. Talisman should show up too. Oh, both of them. She just disrupts Magic, but whatever. Um, so we have all these fun teachers that are going to be showing up. And then Doctor Strange shows up with a big monster that everybody has to battle. So we get a battle in the first in the first. They get issue, to fight a monster course. together. Who doesn't love that? Yay. Strange Academy. I think it's fun. I think it's super fun. I'm excited for this. Super fun. I think we haven't had anything like this in a while. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love all the characters. It just feels um, joy, joyful and, and like full of potential, full of story potential. Do you remember the last time they did this? The last Academy book was? No. Avengers, Avengers? Academy. Yeah. yeah. And that Fun. was bad. <laughs> it was bad. These characters feel fresher and more exciting than those characters. Yeah. Although whatever happened to that lightning gay guy? He's around. Let's bring he him back. He was in that Luciano Luciano Vecchio um, LGBTQ Marvel Voices page. He was on there. He was like a prominent character. Oh. Was that like a whole story? It was just a one page of panels. Okay. But it like started with him. Ooh. I've got lightning. Mm. I've got lightning. All right. What else do you read? Oh my god, I, I read Black Cat, and I gotta tell you, um, read Black Cat number 10, because it's really good. I don't, read, uh, I don't care McKay about Black Christi- Cat. It's Christopher Anka, who draws Runaway, so it's pretty. Um, I think you might like the character Felicia Hardy under this new person's pen, Jed McKay. Um, she's a great character. Um, she's kind of like a like a thrill-kill Catwoman. Um with a little bit of Zatanna mixed in there, I want to say. I don't know why I'm using DC terms. It's very unlike me. Um, this is a book about her and Wolverine on a heist with a surprise appearance by Deadpool. Okay. And it's pretty great. 
and she's one step of, ahead of everybody the entire time, and we love to see it. It feels kind of Ocean's 8, and there's a little bit of hidden um, queerness in there. It's all about how her mentor, the Silver Fox, Silver Fox, Black Fox, Silver Fox, um, taught her misdirection. And so she's always talking about like, sometimes a heist is loud because you want them looking at that hand while another hand is doing something else. So there's a big twist at the end where it, it, it's revealed how Felicia has been misdirecting. Um, it's actually Cade Kilgore of, of uh, Verendi that she's up against. Um, how she's been one step ahead of him the whole time, how she's been a few a few moves ahead in this cat and mouse game. Um, and then it even reveals that she had a romantic relationship with the woman, the other girl who she trained under Silver Fox, like the other cat burglar um, who she trained with. Uh, you found out that they were having a romantic love affair. Who is that? Is she anybody? Her name, her name is Tamara. She was only in one... She was in one Spider-Man story. Tamara. I'm sorry, Tamara. Um, she was in a Spider-Man story, Spider-Man Black Cat story once. She was like a rival cat burglar. Is Verendi, so they are they this showing history. up? In, is this the first time Verendi showed up into another Verendi's like A-list. They're like A-list right now. Have they shown I think up so. anywhere else? I don't think so. Interesting. I like that. Sounds fun. Yeah. So that's a good book. Um, ew. I finally, oh, I finally oh. caught up with Strike Force. Oh, oh, that's right. Me too. What do you think? Um, it's fun. I like how it's made. Um, uh, Wiccan is so much like, like bitchier. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of like it because he's kind of a whiner and everyone's Uh kind of like annoyed by it. And I kind of like that Uh too. And I kind of like it. And there's also a weird sexual tension between him and Damon Hellstrom. Damon Hellstrom. How about there was one panel of like, I don't think it was this issue. I think it was the previous one where Hellstrom was like sitting on a couch with Billy and like you could see full butt crack poking yeah. out of his jeans. Yeah. And there's a point where Billy's like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, I have a fiance. But I am wondering, I, what I are think they going Billy's to- that kind of boyfriend. What do you mean? I feel like Billy's like a needy, um, yeah. kind of annoying boyfriend. Yeah. And you know what needy boyfriends do? They're, they're like the first ones to cheat. Oh my god, that's so insightful. Here's another thing though, is how, what do we know like what how is this book going to tie into Empire? Because Empire, like what is Billy going to do when he finds out his fucking fiance is basically like leading <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like basically waging a war against Earth, like that's gonna. Oh my God, he's gonna freak out first of all. Oh, don't you hate it when your boyfriend destroys to destroy Earth? He's gonna yell and cry. I think. Like, I think Teddy, it's t- what are you doing? I think it's time for them to break up and branch off to the other queer characters. Yeah, let Teddy. Let <gasps> other people sleep with Teddy. Can we just pause for a second? Who should Billy's next boyfriend be? <gasps> He wouldn't be welcome because he's the son of the pretender. He wouldn't be welcome on Krakoa. Right. Who's a good queer Ooh. character? Ooh. Ooh. Lightning Boy. What's that? What's his name? Lightning Boy from Yeah, what is his name? I can't Strike? Striker? Striker, yeah. Alright. Um, what about Living Lightning? What is up with gay lightning people? Right? But Living Lightning, isn't he older? We need someone isn't younger. He, isn't he living? I don't know. Maybe he should go for a daddy. <laughs> oh, how old is, is Wiccan right now? Is he like 20, 19? Oh, he's got to be like 24. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, what? Oh, you were about to say ew. <gasps> ew. I read a DC book. Ew. I did too. And you made me. Ew. Well, you made me because you keep talking about it. Um, so you read, and I read, Superman Villains. Villains, yes. Um, so this was fallout to the thing you told me and our listeners about, um, Superman revealing his identity as Clark Kent to the world. Yeah, and it basically opens with him, like, 
oh, I wanted to put you in the Bermuda Triangle, mom and dad, but and here dad. you're in this like hidden area now. You're in because, like a bat dome. Because I had to reveal who I am, so fuck your life. <laughs> and she's like, when do I get kidnapped by an alien goblin? He's like, mom. Oh, mom, shut the fuck up. Mom, shut up. <laughs> um, what did you think of this? It's I mean, Matt Fraction it and Brian Bendis writing together. Yeah, and Jody Hauser, yeah. Um, I thought it had its moments. It was an anthology. It's short stories of different villains checking in with Clark's reveal. I thought a lot of it, I think there was a fundamental flaw to the book in that so many villains were just rocked by Superman's humility. Like, wait, what? He lived among men? It's like, did you not know this guy was humble? <laughs> is this, yeah. this a shock? Is he's this a, a fucking, shock to you? He's a fucking goody two-shoes. He's a Boy Scout. Like, what? What? He was that good? Yeah, he's Superman, guys. So that, that part of it annoyed me. I thought um, the 98 voicemail messages of just the Joker laughing on Lex Luthor's voicemail was funny. Although I don't think Lex Luthor would ever use voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and I thought the, the, the through thread, the kind of Bendis Maleev, I think it, it might not have been Alex Maleev, but it looked like it, the same uh, duo that did um, Event Leviathan. Uh, like the whole thing about them getting the scoop about the new editor in chief publisher of the Daily Bugle being da 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 spoilers, the head of the Invisible Mafia. But I mean, we um, knew that from the beginning. You did know that, yeah, because that was okay. You know that that red mist girl, where it was like, "Who's the red cloud?" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first episode, like the first time you see who she is, she goes and meets with that woman. And you know she's the big head mafia person. So then when they meet, like, oh, here's the owner of the new Daily Planet. Like, they're clueless, but you as the reader are like, oh, that's the person who met with her. So you knew that Classic dramatic irony. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, not following along in this overall thread. I, you know, of course I don't care. It's, it's all new to me. Um, but it just felt... I got that vibe again from Event Leviathan, and I was like, "Ew, oh, 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 get it off me, get it off me." Mm -hmm. What'd you think? Um, it just felt like it was like setting up like a new Legion of Doom. Oh, like interesting. that's what it reminded me the cover. And but the one thing that was interesting, and I never realized this: how come the Legion of Doom? Why wasn't the Joker ever in the Legion of Doom? I thought he was. No, it was always the Riddler. Oh. So this is basically Legion of Doom, but also with the Riddler, with the Joker. I don't know. So who's, I guess I just, yeah, okay. I just don't, for me, I'm like, all of this is like, well, now we know who he is. It's like, so I don't see what why, is, wait, what does I don't it see matter? how that's, that's really, how is that really changing? It's the only people it changes is the daily planet co-workers. They're like, oh shit. Or it had that one, I, the toy maker was like, I'm going to be good now because I found out Superman was really good, which didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I guess I just don't, yeah, I just don't get it. Sorry. But also, Sorry. I mean, DC's having some big shakeups right now. What's his name? Didio? Didio. Uh, is out, kicked out. Was he fired? Yeah. Or did he quit? Looked like a fire into me. And Jim Lee is in charge of everything. And Jim Lee has said um, that, wait, they, someone, like, I think he said that he's, is he not, is he starting everything over? Or is he not starting everything over? No idea. But I'm sure a reboot's imminent. <sighs> DC. There's all DC these rumors going around that Marvel is buying DC. Stop it. We can't yeah. have a monopoly in comic books. People will be brainwashed. Well, I mean, even if, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, you can't merge them together. I refuse to be like, we're introducing Superman into the Marvel Universe. Like, I will quit. I will quit comics. I will comics. quit you. Yeah, that can't happen. Fuck. Anyway. 
So I give it like four oohs because I just didn't. Ew, 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 ew. Yeah. And then how about when Mongol, like when he was there with his son or whatever, and then the, like there's like two Mongols, and then one Mongol was like, I killed this Mongol, and now I'm Mongol. I was like, who cares? <laughs> also, if he was like, because he killed his father, and he and that father killed his yeah, father. I killed his father. And I'm like, well, I killed the father, father. I would be like, well, then you're an idiot. Why do you have your fucking son around if everyone kills the dad? Right. Idiots. Anyway. Also, Ugh. I hate it when, and I will say this, I hate it when villains... Like, whoever someone's like, Master, there's bad guys coming. And then they just kill that person. I just... Tired. I feel like if you're an evil tyrant, like, that does that, that's like, you wouldn't get very far with that kind of behavior. No. I just, yeah. That's like some no. Joffrey bullshit. And those people are Yeah, aren't, you would have like some morale issues. Yeah, yeah, you just wouldn't be a good leader. Anyway, I... <laughs> I hate that. Anyway, uh, fuck DC. Okay, so moving on, <laughs> let's talk about um, some shows that we watched. How about we get critical? Yes. Let's get critical. Hit it. Let's get Um, what have you been watching? Have you watched anything besides? We're going to talk about the magicians. Is there anything else? supernatural you've been watching uh no how about you 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 haven't caught up on the outsider no oh no i have not i am halfway through issue five issue episode episode (laughs) i have like i have put that on you because i always mix those up and now you are mixing those two no i do it no i do it um i yeah get we want to talk about it i want well it's plus the season finale is uh tonight so it'll be better to talk about it in the next uh episode Okay, we'll do that next week. It's really scary. It's scary. It's scary. It gets creepy. It gets fucking creepy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, let's talk about The Magicians. The Magicians was canceled. These are the final issues. Four more episodes after this. Oh, God. That's it. Four more That's and it. we're done. That's it, mags Magicians. Um, so uh big twists in this last one huh yeah um twists what did, did we talk about it last did we talk about it last we episode? have not talked about it the, we the didn't talk about the last episodes? two where our two favorite characters had a body swap episode and that was just and acting hilarity ensued acting just on both parts because they both they both fully because you're kind of like they both act the same (laughs) and then when elliot became margo you're like oh no that's oh they're so different that's margo watching them body swap is amazing but it was so great the two actors who have worked together i I would i would argue that elliot and margo have had the most two person oh yeah those two person scenes in this whole run this whole show they much they must know each other intimately. It's so fun to watch them yeah. do impressions of one another. Um so they realize that the Dark King in Fillory is uh raising these takers. He's causing these takers to show up. These zombies. And and he's the only one that can destroy him because he's the one that's actually creating them. So they're like, well, we need to stop him and kill him. But the reason he's immortal is because he's like kind of connected to like what what do they call it? Uh, this tree, this life tree, this world tree. But what's that called when you're connected to something? You're tethered, tethered, whatever. So they're like, oh, if we destroy this tree, then we can kill him. So they destroy the tree. Julia, Bonded. who's conduit. It's it's like, what is it? Monkey red monkey month. <laughs> Yeah, it's Red Monkey Month in Fillory, so everything her, happens quickly. Quick, quickly. So her pregnancy is is happening way faster. She found it's out she's pregnant. Rapidly. Mm-hmm. She found out she's pregnant, which I thought was a great thing. Where the rabbit, the rabbit tells her she's pregnant. pregnant. And I don't know if you remember this, but there's that old the old pregnancy test. There's that old saying like the rabbit died. Do you remember that? No. What is that? 
There's an old thing where people would be like, oh, guess what? I got the test back. The rabbit died. I'm pregnant. It's like an old saying because apparently so they funny. used to. And I don't know what the test was that had involved killing a rabbit. Jesus. But like even in the mod episode where she got the abortion, she's like, the rabbit died. Like it was like it's just a saying what that now has just lost. Now with pregnancy tests uh, that you can buy in the CVS, that did saying has like gone out of style. Huh. There was even a Joan Rivers uh, movie where Billy Crystal gets pregnant called Rabbit Test in what? the 70s. Yes. I'm, I got to look this up at some point. Yes. Anyway, but I love that then the rabbit just goes pregnant <laughs> That's for amazing. Julia. So Julia, a pregnant Julia, stabs the Dark King after the tree has gone down. And the sad part is Elliot has fallen in love with the Dark King, but luckily Margot switches the bodies so that she can be the one there to kill him. In but, Elliot's body. Yes, in Elliot's body. But then Julia's the one that ends up stabbing him. They're like, yay, we're good. But then the Dark King gets back up because plot twist, all of the roots to all the trees are connected. So unless you destroy all of Fillory. All of Fillory. It's never going to uh, kill him. And that's when things start getting revealed. We found out in the previous episode, too, that uh, the other traveler girl who's being called by this weird to this weird place, um, who's one of the students of Penny, she is actually a, um, whatchamacallit, a, a Chatwin. Chatwin. So this is why I feel that all of the... This is a known series finale that this is planned. This is not, they're not getting the rug pulled out from under them because we are going back to the beginning. We are reintroducing the Chatwins and and we'll get to more than just plum Chatwin. They're going back to the characters who starred in the books that Quentin Coldwater would read in season one, episode one. And that they talked about and went in and saw the Chatwins in, in season one. Met them. Which I, mean, I just... totally forgot. Did you remember that the third Chatwin brother was a big old queer? I, so they flashed back totally to the, forgot it was in about season that. three where they met Rupert Chatwin yeah. and Rupert and La- met his boyfriend Lance and they kissed and it was forbidden. It was a long time ago. And then you just heard that Rupert Chatwin Again, this core family of the mythology behind this show um, went off to World War II and, and used magic to win the Battle of the Bulge. And then they never really said what happened to him after. I think they alluded to his death, maybe even showed a, a tombstone. But it turns out our Dark King is none other than one of the first family of the magicians, the Chatwins. He's Rupert Chatwin. It's Rupert and Chatwin. his mission... The person, the, the person he's plan. in love with, the person he's in love with is good old Lance. And Lance is dead. And this whole thing, all of it, all the trouble, the whole Dark King stuff is so the Dark King can resurrect his boyfriend. But the only way he's going to be able to fully resurrect him and get them untethered is by destroying all of Fillory. Incredible. I'm kind of rooting for the Dark King. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, but this sucks because then uh, poor Elliot Who falls is in love, in love with, with someone King? again. Every time he falls in love with someone. Whatever happened to that the other king that he was fucking? That hot oh, yeah. black guy? And yeah. then he turned into like a rat? Whatever happened to him? Well, yeah, he was probably killed. <laughs> but was he killed? <sighs> I so much shit happens in this show. I probably should re maybe like next year or something. I'll rewatch all of it again. Yeah. Cause now I'm like, cause after I saw that, I'm like, I forgot so much of this show. I mean, it's so dense. So many things yeah. happen. Um, meanwhile, um, there's the whole seed, the page they found of Quentin's. Jesus. And they realize there's this bad guy who's after this this page to find this magic seed. And Alice and Katie go to the library to kind of like um, figure some things out. But it turns out it's all an illusion. And this bad guy has, has them captive. Oh, and then he starts torturing Alice by chopping her fingers off so that she can't cast spells. While Katie pretends to be out cold and is do and like can't do anything about it, yeah, and just mouths like when the guy's back is turned, Katie wakes up and looks at Alice and who's who's got no fingers on one hand Ugh. now, 
and just says thank you and then like pretend she's out cold again oh my god and then that hasn't been they didn't even go back to them no i think she no, just agreed to, to i mean did she agree to give to him? give him the page yeah so i think so what alice is trying to do with the final magic is the moon is being a cunt from literally. the <laughs> previous arc. literally the moon is screwing up magic so they want to get rid of the moon and replace it with a new moon alice has a way of doing that the bad guy wants that way of doing that and alice is willing to let her own fingers get chopped off to save magic and save the world yeah anyway uh lots ha- like a lot a lot of reveals oh and then penny and uh uh, what's the Plum. chat one? Plum. Penny and Plum keep uh, traveling back in time. And I called this. Like, I called it. They traveled, and suddenly they were in 1998. And when they traveled again, I'm like, they're going back in time even further. And of course they did. And as soon as I saw what time period was, I was like, they're going to go find that pervert ghost that jerked mm-hmm, off to the people. The pervert ghost. Mm-hmm. And they ended up changing they time. The pervert. But they changed they make time. Him the ghost. They still had to make him the ghost, but now it turns out he's not really dead. So now he can come back to life. I think the whole, to me, my take was that the reason he became the pervert ghost of Break Bills in the first place is because Penny and Plum went back in time and did that to him. Yes. But when they come back to the present, they can find where they kept him and revive him and have his spirit come back and he'll be alive again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I find oh, cool. great. See, see, even his story is coming full circle. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely a planned closure, and uh, which it means it's going to be a f- fantastic finale. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel alive. <laughs> <sighs> We're going to need all these things to watch as we get quarantined in our <laughs> bunkers. Aye, aye, aye. Well, that's pestilence, everybody. But at least <laughs> the comics are as good as they've ever been. Because that's the thing. You know what you're going to need in these times where we're just going to be stuck in our apartments and houses? We're going to need stuff to watch, and we're going to need stuff to read, and we're going to need stuff to listen to. And you're going to need a bidet because there's going to be no toilet paper. Get a bidet. Do you not have you don't have one? You can buy them. They're only like thirty bucks on Amazon. Do I look Japanese? Like what? They're thirty bucks on Amazon. They attach to your toilet. They're amazing. I hear everyone in Japan has got one. They were one. You've used my bathroom when you stayed here. They were on there. Oh, oh, the water fountain. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. Damn it! You're like, oh, I wasn't supposed to drink that. (laughs) Oh, oh. Well, thank you, everybody, we for listening it. to this episode. Um, this is episode one, two, three, the most basic of episodes. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, Evil Jeff, thank you so much thank for you, reading and watching the same things I do. Yeah. And, you know, we read these things and it makes us pretty gay because it was a pretty gay episode. Yeah. And it's not just true for us. It's true for everybody. Isn't that right, Brett? It's true for life. Because if you read comics... Well, that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye.